is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. It is a great Hall of Fame Saturday here in Oxnard, California. Pro Football Hall of Fame inductions in Canton, Ohio today. And it's a great big get back to work Saturday, too. And one of us forgot to get back to work this morning. <laughs> We've got Bill Jones, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus, and the chair. And the chair. Yes. Got a bottle of water, a it's headset. A, this might be the best show we do, guys. <laughs> I just said it. This We're going to stay might, on topic. This might break. We might get a Marconi for this one. Shall I share my text exchange? I love how you're calling him chair? out. We could have said that he, you know, he's got prior commitments. <laughs> nah. No. Let's go. Right. What do you got? Here is my text exchange with Mickey. I said, hello. He said, yes. I said, we're on the air. He said, I thought it's misspelled. B W E are going. I thought we are going Sunday. Oh, he's frazzled. I said, nope. Now, get your butt out here. So God. we'll see. Yeah. The he good news is my command. The good news is it's you know of. Yeah, he lives walk. on campus. He lives yeah. on so, campus. All right, we'll the, see. Yeah. The thing that'll be funny. Watch how like when he puts on the headset how. Yeah, everything is just so frazzled. Well, wait, I mean, he'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be so like, just he'll run uh, right into the yeah, shot. Yeah, like I thought we were talking about. Okay, science. okay, this is a great teaching uh, uh, point, uh, coaching yeah, point yeah. for what if if you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys Find him. and you've got a meeting. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! You've got a meeting. What is happening? Scheduled for 10 a.m. Yeah, and. Some player shows up at 10, oh, what is it, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> happens to that player? Yeah. Uh, about a noon flight on LAX back to DFW. <laughs> i tell you, I think where Mickey was, were you doing your referee seminar today? Yeah, you look like a, <laughs> <laughs> were you, you were you a shrunken Ed Hockley, man. <laughs> I could have sworn we said we were doing it Sunday. <laughs> no, because we're all talking so much tomorrow. That's why we took Saturday. We're doing the scrimmage tomorrow. We're doing tomorrow. the scrimmage tomorrow. So we didn't uh, want my to, we, mind was we were going to do this as the preview to the no, scrimmage. Well, yeah, we the can, other team we're was. making it Derek, Derek stood right there preview. All right, now. <laughs> so what time did they go? They're going tomorrow They're going at 10. tomorrow. You were okay. sitting right there. Right. Derek was there. <laughs> so John Roper us. just walked into the meeting. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't fall asleep. I know you didn't fall asleep, but it's still the same. I was working. Okay. you going over the new rules, the helmet rule, the the new kickoff rules? He was standing in front of the mirror. Practicing. <laughs> I've got a TV package to do. Oh, so do I. TV yeah. guy, Mr. Yeah. TV guy yeah. over there. Oh. Comes in with his shades Guy's on. Guy's a sports director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I on. thought it was Sunday. He looks like a Hollywood director over there. Yes. Yeah. Look good. Right. Ready to roll? I'm, I'm good. All Let's right. go. Let's good. Go. I woke up 6.30 ready to roll. There we go. All, All right. right. Nate good. and I have been to the harbor and back. Harbor, Nate. Nate rode with you? Rode, yeah. Did you, did, uh, you, uh, did Nate wear his bicycling outfit? Yes, he did. Do we have you, pictures you of ride, that? You kind of ride away from Nate on the bicycling no, outfit? No, it's great. <laughs> Nate's got that I've never big, seen. Hey. Nate's got that bright orange shirt with the big gator on it. No, he's a huge man wearing a bicycling outfit. It's green. It's green today. Yeah, yeah you, you can see him, and you're like going, he doesn't look right. He loves <laughs> He loves it. And he you know what? Biking. 
everybody is real nice to us oh, when sure. you're riding with Nate. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet right? Yeah. I bet. I, and I, it dawned on me, and I'm going, God, this isn't the safest I ever felt riding yeah. a bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, you caused me to damage the desk here. Yeah, see? <laughs> just oh, trying boy. to make fun of me, and you guys, no, you, know, I was just you spilled your water into your, vet, your, your <laughs> fruit there. And now you busted the desk. This is, oh well. this is karma for busting on that poor leaf blower kid the first show. We were 10 minutes into the first show. This kid's just trying to do his how job. About, this how, is karma right how here. How much is a fine for a player showing up late for a meeting? Well, I need to look that up. Is it 7500 bucks? Uh, it's, it's in the thousands. Sounds right. I think about I 70, I think it's, yeah, in the thousands. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's 7500 bucks. I think mm. you did break the desk. And there's no excuses. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you just write the check. That's right. That's right. You, oh, they take it out of your check. I wouldn't. You have get your late. check and you go. Hmm. Uh. I wouldn't <laughs> have been late. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been late if my teammates would have let me know before ten o'clock. Oh, it's everyone blaming on the teammates. teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have let my teammates sleep in and miss a meeting in the morning. What Wade know? Phillips say back in the day? Listening is a skill. I guess. Derek Eagleson, uh, right there yeah, yesterday. Memory, memory is another. Okay, so a, a $7,500 fine for these players who mm-hmm. make yeah. big bucks out so there. So you get That's 75 the cents. 75 cents for yes. us. So you are fine, 75 cents, That's okay? Fair. That's I'll, fair. I'll buy you a soda There afterwards. you go. All right. And it is Hall of Fame Saturday. Baby. It is. Oh, that's, that's how we right. started Sorry the show, that. Hall yeah. of Fame well, Saturday. Did you watch the Gold Jackets last I night? I did not watch. No. I knew it was on, but I did not watch. I want to see Jerry Kramer. That's the one yep. I wanted to I see. I did. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. Jerry Kramer, probably the most appreciative guy ever. Guess they had to fame. wait so long. 46 right. years? 46, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, 46 years. You add him in with the current guys, and it's a pretty loaded class this year. It sure was. Randy Moss and, well, big time. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Guys looked like they were enjoying getting their jackets and being there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Being oh, there. I know we this, know where this is going. Yeah, this, is, this is tiptoe right down the street. I hope he watched it and s- sat there and goes, eh, yeah, that, that looks like fun. I got. I could have walked through all those old, uh, uh, all the older guys in the Hall of Fame and yeah. had a hug and a handshake, just the way Ray Lewis did. But you and know what? Enjoy it. Does it surprise you? No. That's it doesn't why it doesn't really bother me. me. I mean, I think you should be there. But To's always done what he wants to do, and that's he's fine. always done things differently. It doesn't surprise me that he's doing something different. Well, he he lost out on a great chance and Once a, a great lifetime. memory. No mm-hmm. question. All right, I got a little something that relates of uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame class to what we see out here Ooh. where you've got players who come from all walks of life, from all right. size colleges. Just take a look at this Hall of Fame class. You got Bobby Bethard, who went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. General manager. Right up the road here. Yep. Robert Brazil, he went to Jackson State. Same as Walter Payton. Okay. Mm. Brian Dawkins went to Clemson, the first Clemson player ever in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Jerry Kramer, where did he go to college? Jerry Kramer went to school. Ooh, gosh, that's a great question. Forrest Gregg went to SMU, but I don't know his line buddy where his line buddy went to school. Jerry Kramer, big sky. The Vandals. Oh, Montana? The Vandals. Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Idaho. There you go. Ray Lewis went to Miami. Miami. Okay. How we missed on Randy him. Randy Moss. Uh, he went to Marshall. Marshall. Started at by Florida way State, of uh, Florida State, Notre Dame, yeah, too. Okay. Yeah. Terrell Owens. Uh, Tennessee Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Okay. Brian Erlocker. Brian Erlocker went to New Mexico. New Mexico. Right. Yeah. Which was playing in the WAC probably then? Back maybe? then, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So, you've Don, got. Don Perkins School. You've got <clears throat> from, ever, from San Luis Obispo All to Jackson of life, yeah. State. I mean, and then you look at 
guys out here, we, we think of, okay, some some think of, okay, you got to go to a big school to make it in the NFL, but look at all the guys that come from Jeff Heath. smaller schools, you know. Yeah. No, that's the great thing about when you build a football team. And, and the thing I always remember about the greatest, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play this game went to school at Mississippi Valley. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest running backs to ever play this game went to Jackson State. You know, there's guys that you're right. Uh, you know, you talk about like guys like Gene Upshaw and, and people like that, you know, offensive linemen, you know, Texas A&M, you know, Texas A&M Kingsville now, and, you know, Texas a you know. So it, there's a lot of different a lot of different backgrounds where guys come from. And that's and that's why a guy like Bobby Bethard is in the Hall of Fame. A guy like last year, Ron Wolf, Bill Polian. You know, Bill Polian is famous for going and finding those small school guys. Andre Reed was from Kutztown. You know, I mean, you, 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 if you're if you're really good at your job, if you're really good at evaluation, you find these guys. You will find out where you know. And, and Jason Garrett said something. I don't know if it was it was two days ago. He said something about uh, about the size of your team. And now you know, he says he says I pay attention to the smaller guys. Because the smaller guys are the ones, how do they get here? Mm-hmm. You know, big guys play football. You understand why big guys play football. But it's the smaller guys, you know, what's their skill? What's their talent? Why are they on the team? You know, there's a reason why smaller guys can play. Because, but I, I just, I, I, I kind of am tying it into small school, maybe a small guy. You know, we, we, hey, scouts are not perfect by any means. You go through and you miss guys. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more guys that go to those smaller schools that end up in the Hall of Fame. Sort of like finding Cliff Harris at Wachita Baptist. Yeah, Wachita exactly. Yeah. 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 Seriously, Arkansas. Yeah. that yeah. might well, be the biggest unearthing ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Jeff Heath is a good player yeah. that they found. You mentioned him a minute ago. Saginaw Valley State, I think Jason Garrett, he has done this time every camp. I think he mentions him as an example, yeah. a success story, a guy that came out of nowhere, rookie free agent, earned his opportunity starting on special teams in a Hall of Fame game, just kind of speeding down the field who the hell is this guy yeah and look where he is now he's a starter on this defense How about hall of famer rayfield right larry and larry allen yeah mm-hmm. sonoma sonoma state sonoma state yeah. ford valley ford, ford valley, valley. Yeah. rayfield right yeah that's the that, again that's the that's the beauty of scouting that's the beauty of guys of like gil brandt and tall jones yeah of the, the, you, Tennessee you, state. You, you can find those guys leon lett yeah how about that what was leon lett Leon Lett was Emporia. Emporia, yeah. That's right, Emporia Dang. State. I tell you, there's places Don't I – Don't try to trick me. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're sharp. Oh. I've been up since 6.15. Uh, yeah. I've tried to trick you because I really think you rolled out of bed. That's why you got your sunglasses on. I no. have. And I hat. have. Still got the crust in his yeah, eyes. And the hat. <laughs> I have proof, okay? Just called proof. Out with Hanson again last <laughs> night. Just call, just call <laughs> Nate. Rudder room. Yeah. Hanson's not here, but the rudder room is open yeah. at 7 in the morning, yeah. by the way. It should be. Oh. Make sure you bring cash. He, he knows because he left at 7 yeah. <laughs> It's like Pat O'Brien's. They kicked him out in the street and hosed it out while he was in there. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Mr. Spagnuolo, would you please get out in the street? We're going we're gonna to hose it out here. There was still a line at Mrs. Olson's for breakfast this morning. Yeah, Mrs. Olson's is good. It's nice. Yeah. It is Anything good. else you need to know about what I did? Well, I mean, that's morning. all kind oh, of general no. stuff. How many, how many I mean, years have you been coming out here? Up, you want to see? You want to see my picture from the Oxnard Harbor? Well, that could have been taken yesterday. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Not with Nate Newton. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> we need Nate to corroborate this. Yes, we do. Maybe we'll have him on. Becky's on the defensive this morning. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, my, he's like my buddies in Louisiana, that crawfish, going backwards. I haven't got a crawfish, nothing. Crawfish. I guarantee, you, up, you, got I guarantee you I was up before any of you even thought about Whoa, wait a minute now. I think I was up at 5.50. Why? Could, did Nate call you? No, Bill Jones and I have to work out in the morning. That's right. Well, guys that's right. We Nate get... called me at 6.15. Well, well hey, speaking of Nate, I know we're kind of digressing here. Did you guys get the text from Nate at 5.30 yes, in the morning about yes. watching film today? Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I like, I, what, what is your problem? You know. So here's the, here's the conversation we had last night. He, he goes, let's, let's do oh, a bike. Oh, you remember Nate's conversation. Let's go do a bike ride. <laughs> I go, okay. He goes, what time do you want to go? Yeah. And I go, I don't know, like 8 o'clock? <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. And, and, Not and, Nate. And he goes, and uh-uh. he says, okay. Uh-uh. And then at 6.15, my yeah. phone's ringing. Yeah. That's Nate. I go, I thought we said 8 o'clock. Yeah. He goes, no, I wasn't going to wait till then. Yeah. <laughs> He's already up at the front lobby yeah. waiting on sure. me, dressed, ready kind of, to go. Kind of reminds me of my text message. I thought we said <laughs> Sunday. No, it's nice. Saturday. <laughs> well, I said 8 o'clock. All right, I've got another little uh, before we get to a break here. And by the way, give us a call, 972-497-4400 to join this special Saturday edition of Talking Cowboys. All right, Bob Lilly. First Cowboy Hall of Famer, right. number right. 74. Yep. Right. Why now does this team have not one, but two number 74s out here on this practice field? Because you have to have enough numbers to. You don't have to give them 74. Then they're not going to make either. They're not going to make the team. No one has or they're informed. They're going to change numbers. No one has informed Dorrance Armstrong yet <laughs> that he better that not he fall cannot, in love. That he cannot keep number 74 if he makes this team. And is did you inform him that? I informed him that on Thursday. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the limb here and say that he's gonna end up wearing number 76. Coney Ealy's wearing number Coney Ealy ain't going to make the team, huh? Oh, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to go on that. On the, uh, that's just a gut. That is a total gut shot right there. But yeah, he's not going to wear 74. I mean, they, they just don't do that. There's right. a few numbers. Corin Curvin, uh, the offensive yeah, lineman they just signed out of Alabama, yeah. they give him the white number 74. Right. But it, you know, it is kind of a tribute to Bob Lilly because we will talk about it on the preseason broadcast. We'll bring up Bob Lilly's name. Absolutely. So in that respect, I like the fact that they give 74 out. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've just kind of with numbers, I've kind of, you know, it's there's certain players that look good in numbers, and then it's like say, I, I I'm with you on the 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 issuing of numbers because I don't see you don't see 22 you don't see eight you don't see eight 12. There's certain numbers you don't see. And 74 and is at the top of the list. Yeah, you don't see 88. Yeah, well, you don't see 88 till last year. If there's not an 88, like if, there's not one right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great point, Bill. I don't know. I I I'm just I don't know if it's a tribute if you give it to a guy who's going to get cut. You know, I think the fact that Dorrance Armstrong got it is, I think, is a, is a credit to him. I, I was surprised they yeah. gave it to a draft pick. I, Usually me too. they me give too. it to someone. But I have a feeling, again, this is just body. this is just a gut. This is a gut feeling. It's it's gonna it's gonna come down to, uh, well, let's see. Okay, okay, could give him ninety three. Richard Ash. That could be another one that they say. You know, maybe Richard Ash doesn't make this team. I'm, I'm here. I'm cutting guys. You're worried about Ely. Am I worried about Ely? Yeah, I am a little. Bit. I think he practiced better the other day when we had a chance to watch him. But I'm worried about once this once it really starts to be a rotation, once it starts to be once we do get Randy Gregory out there and Dorrance Armstrong, I think Dorrance Armstrong has been doing pretty good. Yeah. Once we get Crawford and you know Crawford's going and then and then Randy Gregory and then and Armstrong and those guys, I think they, I think Coney Ealy is just going to be one of those guys that they kind of say, 
you know, it's not, okay, thank you very much for coming, and, and we're, we're kind of set here at defensive end. He's got Randy Gregory on the team. You know, I think I got Randy Gregory on the team. Last week he said he had to earn it. I thought so too. I, no, no, I, you're right. You're right about that. And the thing about it was that to me, the way their attitude about him yeah. now is the fact that they're not playing him tells me that he's going to make their the team. Their game plan is yeah. September 9th. Yeah. I was hopeful that I was hopeful for Randy Gregory to be able to when it when it got to the final cut and he would have and maybe he still will. You know, two three sacks in the preseason. You know, and then going into the Carolina game. Hey, he's part of the rotation. We're we're happy to have, you know. And now it's going to be if they if he doesn't get that opportunity, if he misses a bunch of practice time, and then all of a sudden it becomes, okay, well, you know, we're we're really happy about having Randy Gregory. But what do you know about Randy Gregory? I wanted to see about Randy Gregory out well, here. That's what I, I wanted. To I do. think to a certain degree, they're they are doing. And I like, like Randy Gregory. Everybody, yeah. Excuse me, real real quick, before everybody starts going at me on Twitter about that, I am for Randy Gregory. I am not against him. I am not. I just want to see him. I want to see him work with the with the with and try and try and, and win that job. Where you're he's you're the hoping back. to see him yes. in the preseason. Yes. And let's see yes. what, what And then got. it solidifies your thought of like it was worth the journey to get here. That's what I wanted to see. I, I think I still think we will see him in preseason. I, I, I hope you're right. I Jason Garrett right. basically said that yeah. you will see him in the preseason. I hope. I think I do think they're doing what they think is in the best interest of Randy Gregory right now for a guy who's missed two years of football. And that's that's slow play at working back in. That being said, I do think they have they see him on the roster. I don't think you wait eighteen months and go through this process and back oh, him. Oh no, you guys if are you right. I don't think he's got enough talent to make the football team because I don't know, like you're to your point, I just don't know if a month is enough evaluation time anyway for the guy. I think you may have to just say on paper we know how talented he is. Let's give him, you know, even to the season to keep working and get see, ready. I wanted, you know? I wanted to see, I wanted to see Coney Ely, and I wanted to see, I wanted to see all those guys compete for the spot. That's what I wanted to see. I want to, okay, give me, give me at the end of the day, give me my best four defensive ends. You know, give me my best. Give me, I want to see who the best ones out of this group is, and you know, yeah, they're, they're okay. sure. They're, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, yeah. the best four defensive ends you've seen so far in this camp. Fair. Give us a call, 972-497-4400. I need it can be hard break. to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. 
When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues on a special Saturday edition as we look back over our shoulders onto the practice field where the Cowboys will be. Going through a walkthrough in a matter of moments here. What and time's the walkthrough? Walkthrough would be five minutes from now. 10.45? Yeah, they start walking out here in about five or ten minutes. Yeah. And then practice this afternoon at 4 o'clock Pacific time. And tomorrow it's the blue-white scrimmage. Yes, the blue-white scrimmage right here on DallasCowboys.com. 4 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Central time. You can also watch it on TXA 21 in Dallas-Fort Worth. And uh, fresh off his appearance on CBS 11 last night doing yoga with me, Rowdy will be there Woo! at the blue-white scrimmage. The kids can see Rowdy. The youth combine ages 6 to 16, skills and drills with former NFL players. And, of course, as always, when you come out here, it is free admission to watch practice. And uh, so we're all looking forward to that. We're going to be all a part of the broadcast. Sure. Are. Rob and Lindsay are going to be working the sidelines. You're looking forward to that, Rob? Sideline view. Always like working with Lindsay. And, uh, yeah, she'd have some special guests on the sideline as well. Should be good. She does a good job of getting those guests. She's great. Yeah. Two-hour broadcast. So we, we, we basically start. We go stem to stern on this thing. Where there we go. When they come on the field until the – uh, after the scrimmage is over, and uh, so it should be fun tomorrow. Top four defensive ends that you have seen in camp so far. There are a lot of incompletes. There are a lot of incompletes. There's more incompletes than top four. Mm -hmm. Boy, the, I don't have a problem with the first three because I think it's the the two starters would be with with uh, with Lawrence and then with what I've seen with Crawford, and then I think the third one is Dorrance Armstrong. Because I'm not really sure what's going on with Taco in the shoulder. I think that's limited him to what he could do. Charles Tapper started off pretty good. Now he's missed some uh, with time. Illness. Illness with yeah. him. I'd put Taco after Dorrance. Yeah. So that, I think that I think that's kind of where it is. So that would be my four. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you're already stated your opinion on number 76. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily. Tony Ely. Yeah. I don't think out of, out of those guys, I think that he's behind. That group, it's a shame. It's a shame that, again, Tapper, I, I wanted to see that from him. Well, you don't think he's in your top four? Well, you haven't seen enough of him. He's been off to – he got off to a good start the first week, I think. And then what? He got sick two days. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to – You put you put him over a taco then? That's that's so they've they've been in pads either over Taco or Armstrong. Armstrong's had like one or two good days. They've been he's in pads out. five but days, but they've been late. They've been in pads five days, and Tapper missed two of them. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's been in for sixty percent of the practices. So. And, and Armstrong didn't show up until these last two days. I think Armstrong's a little bit better than you think, but that's you know that's I mean I know you're watching practice too. I'm not going to try and influence you there, but I, I I think that to me, if you watch the guys that have been more disruptive. I think he's been disruptive. I, I I watch. I tend to watch that blue period, and then, and then I know that he he gets a lot of work 
with the ones and the twos from both sides. He's the one young guy that they actually move around. That's what I like about it. Is they're so kind that of that tells me he moved around just recently because the guys were all missing. They had no one behind. Dem- and well, he if played. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't line up and Taco doesn't line up, somebody's got to go over there. Well, I right? think I think no, I I didn't think I didn't see him playing as a left end. He they wa- immediately put him as a they put him at a left end. I think they're putting him at left end to try and see what all he can do. That's where I think this. I don't. I understand what you're saying about the depth problems they have there right now, but I, I think it's about a little bit about playing. I, isn't it he, interesting that we're talking about depth issues at defensive end, and probably four days ago we were talking about how deep they were at defensive well, end. Well, no, yeah. but depth but issues depth, now because, because of the fact that you know, don't have guys practicing. That's right. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. that's why they brought in Joby St. Fleur yeah. out of Northwest Oklahoma State. Great name. Love yes, it. it is. Northwest. Yeah. There's another big school. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Northwest Oklahoma. Uh, Patrick Creighton, was he from Northwest Oklahoma? It I was think North. He, I think he was. Yes. Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Brandon in Illinois, first up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Brandon. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good. Great. Great. Uh, my question is, which of the three positions would you rather have? A good tight end, a good deep tackle, or a good safety. And I'll listen to your answers. Thank you, guys. Thank All you. right, Brandon has added tight end to our question mm-hmm. on defensive tackle. If you safety. listen to the if you listen to the break yesterday, they went into tight ends pretty extensively mm-hmm. about that. So I'm sure that's why some people are getting influenced by all that. Who do you got? What do you take? Defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm tackle. Same. Uh, if we're talking like we were talking yesterday, yeah, he, he brought up uh, Michael Brockers. Yeah. If we're talking Brockers, I'm, I want Brockers yeah. on my team. Sure. I, I just I tried to throw a name out there like that, you know, and, and maybe the Rams wouldn't do that. But if you're going to go for a big fish, go for a big fish. And, and so there's probably some other teams. I might be missing somebody at the Dolphins or the – How about s- that defensive line that Wade Phillips – how about that secondary Wade Phillips has oh, at yeah. the Rams? Yeah. Well, he's. I tell you what, a heck though, of a coach. He, yep. Yeah, he is. No, he is. He's <laughs> yeah. got a good. Yeah, well, he's he got is. a good yeah. idea of how he wants to play his personnel. It's a and man, and even they're kind of taking Aaron Donald and saying they're paying all these guys and not paying Aaron Donald. Boy, that'd be that's just so risky to me, as far <laughs> as what you know what they and maybe this is going to sound strange, but maybe Aaron Donald doesn't really fit into what Wade Phillips wants to do. Does that does that sound well, strange? I, mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I know yeah, I know he's one of the best does. players in football, but you know it's kind of like it reminds me a little bit of when Bill Parcells came in and we had Leroy Glover, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and it took. I mean, they had to play Leroy Glover. Bill played him at nose when he Bill was. Bill has his vision of yeah, what he yeah, wants. Yeah, and, 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 and there, there were several guys that that Bill did not like, and, and that when we switched to the three four, he didn't like uh, Dat Win, mm-hmm. he didn't like Coakley. And he didn't like Leroy Glover, and all three of those guys kind of turned. Greg Ellis didn't fit in yeah, the three-four yeah, either. Yeah, kind of turned that turned around the vision of what he saw for the position. And I wonder if the reason why they're not extending Aaron Donald is maybe a scheme fit. And that sounds terrible for I a guy. Yeah. Yeah. See, but it's, I think that's, anymore. That's a strange thing. I love no, you. No, but, 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 but how, what's okay, the percentage of how many times? Uh, how many times a uh, team is in nickel? What's oh, the percentage six, now? Yeah, 60, 65 percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so he's in a four-man front then. No, I, yeah. I see that. But, okay, so. why do you extend a wide receiver that has been in three different clubs and is not, you That's, know, I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Why does Brandon Cooks get paid 
you know, seventy million dollars, and you're not paying a guy that's one of your best players. It's because strange. Aaron Donald wants one hundred and forty million. <laughs> Aaron Donald might be worth one hundred and forty yeah, million dollars. He didn't get seventy million, did he? Yes. I thought it was like forty-eight. No, no. Well, you're talking guaranteed, or yeah, he did full amount. I'm saying they they've extended guys. They gave the running back, and I think the running back's a really good player too. But to me, Aaron Donald is one of your best players. And, and and now you're like you're kind of playing with him, I mean playing with yeah. his his mm-hmm. you know his thoughts and stuff. No, I mean that's the equivalent. Well, the defensive equivalent of Zach Martin. I mean, yeah. you're obviously you are you're signing Zach Martin long term. Obviously, you're signing. Aaron you know, when Donald you long-term. when you open the show and you start talking about Hall of Fame, I thought you were going to go for Hall of Fame players. Yeah, is he the only Hall of Fame player oh, on this team? Ooh, on this team? I thought that's what direction you were going yeah, with with that, with that Hall of Fame question. Who's that? Who? Zach Martin. Hall of Fame players um, on this team. Uh, Tyron. Tyron has he, a shot. Tyron, yeah. yeah. Tyron, he's got to get the longevity. You know? Travis Frederick, if he keeps collecting all pros as a center, yeah. this team wins a Super Bowl one day. Uh, I mean, Mick Tinglehoff took how long? Or has he? <laughs> yeah, we just watched Jerry Kramer's Jerry 40, Kramer. 46 yeah, Jerry years. Kramer. Yeah. Talk about interior guys, but it, but it's, but all uh, the Hall of Fame players likely going to come from this offensive line. Yes, you would yeah. think. Yeah, yes. at this point. Yeah, right. Lawrence, you don't see anything with Lawrence. Maybe Lawrence have well, one of those he's careers had, he's where had one he's year. Four, he's had one year. He has four or five years like he just had. Well, then he's oh. got a shot. What about, Zeke? about Demarcus Ware? What about if Zeke has a good career? Yeah, and Zeke. Yeah, are we gonna, just going to forget about him? I'm just I'm not forgetting about anybody. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. I mean, Zeke, if he if he is able to sustain it. What kind of career do you think Zeke has here, longevity-wise? That's very interesting. He's got, what, max three years left? He's got seven years. On the current deal? No, well, on the current deal. Oh, on the current and, deal, and he's got three years three left. Three years yeah. left, and then, and then he could get franchised, right? He could right? get franchised, or he could get an extension. A year or, two. or get franchised again. Yeah. You could get him so for seven years. So that's seven years total. Or maybe he's looking Isn't at that a about the shelf life of a running back? But he'd only be mm-hmm. 28. Yeah. Well, usually Marion Barber stu- retired at 28. The studies say 28 is the, <laughs> the downhill run. DeMarco yeah. just retired at 29. 30. Is he 30? 30, 30 yeah. I, but I he's thought, seven years, it was basically. Yeah. Wasn't 30? Yeah, it was 30. For DeMarco, yeah. But, but, the, but the special ones go beyond 28. They do. The Hall of Famers go beyond yeah. 28. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see. Yes. Get your crystal ball <laughs> out. All right, <laughs> let's go to Randy in Kansas next up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Randy. Hey, guys, here's a two-part question. Uh, I've seen that Michael Gallup has been really good in training camp. Do you see him being like a number one over Alan Hearns, and do you think that Prescott is progressing from last year from what you see? Has he gotten better? Okay, thanks, Randy. I think on Gallup, he's been really good at times. Yeah. And then other times he hasn't been so good, and that's a, that's a rookie basically for you. Um, I think long-term he's got a potential to be a good starter in this league, but I don't know – he's got to be consistent as a rookie, and that's that might be a challenge for him. I think I think this year I think you need somebody like Alan Hearns to step Is up. Is he talking this year or eventually? I think he's talking eventually. I think he's got to be eventually. Eventually, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think this time next year if we're all God willing we're here doing this, that uh, that we'll be talking about him as a guy that's going to be battling for that number one spot. Or Who be, does he remind you of in the league who's a number one uh, receiver? People were talking about – there were all kinds of names that people, people were throwing at me. People threw Michael Thomas' name Michael out Thomas' name from the Saints. I don't know if he's that 
that kind of a physical guy with that, even though he's got the size. Six I know, one, 198 yeah. is what he's listed. Yeah, I, I just I kind of feel like that with Thomas, you've got more maybe a – when he came in the league, he was – a lot more of a physical guy. I think this guy's a. I think this guy's a just as good a route runner as Thomas. But that that makes that makes somewhat sense. Do you think he's best as an X or a Y? I would like to see him because as well as he play, he can release off the line. So you can play him at the X. He's got that ability to get to get some separation off the line. Uh, but if what's intriguing to him about him to me is how when you do put him on the move. You know, he caught a ball the other day coming across the field, you know, on a on a drag that I mean, you're thinking like, okay, put him in motion, let him run, and then let him go up and work while he's on the move. Boy, that that looks like a a, be a pretty good combination for you right there as well. So, uh, by the way, at the combine, he was uh, six foot and three quarters inch tall. Six weighed two oh five with a four five one a one sixty ten yard split right and thirty six vertical ten two broad jump six nine five three he's interesting because he's not he's not a Tavon Austin burner right but he's explosive well what, and he's fluid in his routes and yeah he, and he's and he's got he's kind of got all the tools he's got Mickey's talked about his big hands he's mm. got a wide catch radius yeah. I mean he really can do anything is he there. Drew Pearson what what you he's quicker than Drew Pearson I think Michael Irvin. He is not as, he's not as, as physical, physical as yet. As, yeah, well, right. But I think Michael Irving. Michael Irving was just Michael, so imposing was, out there. I don't know the thing. It, not until 1991, though. Michael got. Remember Michael, the videos of Michael coming in when he first came here. Was it 88? Right. 1988. 88. The cutout. He looked at yeah at Miami. He was kind of a, a slender guy. Yeah. And he got bigger and developed. You know. But when I think a big gotta, physical uh, receiver, know, I think of Michael, Michael and I think a tough physical receiver, right? I but think, not at the beginning. He became that. At Miami, in Miami, he was a go-get-that-ball receiver yeah. is what he was. Yeah. Good route runner. Yeah. I wasn't Strong here. hands. Yes. I wasn't here for all of so Antonio we don't Bryant. Yet. What about Antonio Bryant when he was here? Does he remind you at all of him a little he bit? He was crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about on the field. <laughs> on the field. As an explosive, okay. about 200, 205. <laughs> here's, my, here's my description of Antonio Bryant. I don't think Antonio Bryant knew where he was running. And he ran like, you ever seen a Doberman yes. run, a dog? Yes, yes. When its front legs are over here yeah. and the back legs are over here. He was kind of that kind of a runner. He was explosive in and out of spray. What, his, what that one six one tells you, and then a four five one to finish, then he starts a little slow. Mm-hmm. And now when we kick it, we go. And that's, I think that's kind of where he is. So give me the guy. I mean, I, it, I like how he separates. But to your point about Bryant, Bryant was one of those guys that could, he was like, feet hit the ground real quick. And then when he, when he went across or ran or hit it, he how was much, did it. He how was much was it. Antonio Bryant like Des Bryant? Mm. Quicker. Okay. Quicker. Much quicker. Much quicker running routes. Right. Okay. And I think his routes were better. And when you talk about hands, A.B. had some, you know, he had some ability to snatch the ball. There were times when he'd be running and you'd think, he's not putting his hands up. And then, you know, he would just do that. Him and Dez are similar in that way. I think Dez never was. Dez was a big guy that really never looked smooth running rounds. Where this guy, 
he looks Gallup yeah, looks, Gallup smooth. looks yeah. smooth. He yep. looks smooth running because I, I've seen him run some outs and stuff. Like he'll try and shake a guy inside. He'll take a guy in, and that guy will re- adjust. And then you see him burst to the outside, and there's separation there. You saw it at Colorado State too. His ability to get down the field and separate. We're going to hit on someone who. Remind, Gallup reminds us of. We're gonna. We just need to think a little bit. People more were telling me that people asked me about what about Roddy White that was in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, and I'm thinking not really. So no. it's kind of hard to kind of gauge. I know Michael Thomas Thompson. Uh, someone mentioned Pierre Garcon at San yeah. Francisco, a bigger guy that's a good route runner. But I think he's faster, faster than, than he's than faster that. than Garcon. But he's got toughness. I mean, we've seen. Him go inside. I saw at the at the Senior Bowl, he's catching the ball in traffic and stuff like that. He's got a ton of ability. He's got, he a does. He, what about I'm, Larry I'm, Fitzgerald? Faster than Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe not the precise of the routes. He's stuff. not as big of a body as Fitzgerald either. Fitzgerald, you look at his lower body, he looks like a darn well, guard. Yeah, go back yeah. and look at Fitzgerald when yeah. he no, was he, 21. He came into the league like that. I think Fitzgerald was a 4-7-0 guy coming really? in. Was yeah, he really? Yeah, yeah. I think wow. he, he his time at his time at, at uh, if I'm not mistaken his time at Pittsburgh was not great but the but the <laughs> but Arizona Arizona made a uh, a commitment yeah, covered an A&M game and yeah. Kyle Fuller oh, no, no, tore us no, no, 300 yards That's what I'm saying though and he did not work out at the combine Yeah it, the, the thing the different Larry Fitzgerald's a bigger player He's thicker right well he's but, big I yeah, mean yeah. at the combine he's okay Gallup is 6'1 198 listed right. at the combine he was 205 Fitzgerald was 225 pounds yeah. and 6'3", 225. All in his lower He's body. A, yeah. As all a in freshman? His lo- all in his lower I mean, body. As, as a, a junior rookie? coming out. Yeah. Ok't okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's a bigger human okay, being. Yeah. I take yeah. that back. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll continue here on Talking Cowboys. Take more of your phone calls <laughs> at 972-497-4400 in just a moment. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. 
Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues here. We've got about 20 minutes left on the show on a Saturday here in Oxnard as Cowboys are out on the practice field for their walkthrough behind us right now. Practice at 4 o'clock this afternoon in pads. In fact, they're working out the next four days. Uh, afternoon practices on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and 11 a.m. practice on Tuesday. Head to this Santa Clara on uh, for the game against the 49ers on Thursday night. It's a Thursday night first game. By the way, the home preseason opener against Cincinnati is a is two weeks from today. Right. How about that? All right, uh, as we continue here, how's Albert Breer doing? You were just talking with Albert Breer. Yeah, Albert, he's dressed very well. Looks like he's uh, hit the Vineyard Vines uh, rack. <laughs> he's got all kinds. He's got a great shirt and some, like, melon-colored pants. Yeah, he yeah. looks good. All right. He looks like he stepped right out of the catalog. Making his training camp tour here. I, you today. know what? I like to ask guys that have been to all these camps. I mean, mm-hmm. he's bounced around, and I just always like to know who looks good. I'd love to do that one time. I'd love to go to all 32 camps. Just kind of spend a day looking at players. Just does, kind he, of, does he do that? Or just that's what he does. All thirty-two. He basically right. does. Yeah. Tries to hit them yeah. all. Yeah. Trying to hit them all. Yeah. Wow. It's a good way to good way to kind of get an idea who's playing where. So cool. Boy, it'd be tough to get much on in a one-day trip. I was thinking about that just driving over yeah. this morning from the hotel. How much I enjoy being here for an extended time. Well, you, because you, we're you in a bubble. Get, especially you get yeah. to this point of right. camp. And a lot of the other TV guys have gone on and right. whatever. And, and I really appreciate what y'all were able to do being here for the entire camp. There's so much knowledge to glean every day out here. And now you can focus in on yeah. different position groups and really well, hone have, in on When you on do it. a one-day hit like yeah, that, you're just, you don't know anything about the team. You're right. just going in for the story. That's good. You can't. Yeah. You don't have time to analyze. Well, what, yeah, you, what what's you would going hope on. to do is you, if you had, if you had scout buddies, that it, you could, you could saddle up to at lunch and say, yeah, "Who do you got?" And it, maybe someone says, "Hey, you need to watch this young guy. You need to watch this guy." But yeah, you're right. It it's, depends it's, on it, your access, yeah, honestly, yeah, who you're talking exactly, to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we've got Will in Chicago next up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Will. Hey, Bill. How's everyone doing? Great, I know I wasn't great. supposed to ask that. <laughs> but I have a comment in reference to the linebacker position. Um, one, of the, I know the last year and previous years, we've always given Sean Lee a rest um, during the preseason and also OTAs. But this year, the fact that we have um, increased talent uh, with Jalen Smith and the, the first-round draft pick from this past year, Vanderish. I think it's thank you. I think one of the byproducts of resting Sean Lee during the preseason is gaining confidence with the remaining linebackers in the event that we do have to play without Sean Lee at some point in time. Given the fact that Sean is still is probably one of the few players above 30 years old, at some point we're going to have to replace him. Do we see either of those two players along with um, Damian Wilson sometimes in the near future maybe replacing Sean Lee? It's a good question. I think it's a fair question, but I I, th- I don't think we know. Yeah, the the thing that the thing that I look at with Van Der Esch, I don't see Van Der Esch playing the will, and I don't see Jalen Smith playing the will. I think if they're going to go out and get a guy that that you know, a guy that go out and be the perfect fit for a will would have been, for example, 
the kid that the Bears drafted from Georgia. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to go out and get one of those types of guys. Okay, and, and so if Sean Lee goes down, who plays the will? I think I think they would probably put they would probably put March Lillard over there to play the will. Primarily Thomas? Joe Thomas. Joe, Joe well, Thomas. Joe, Tom, Joe Thomas could play if he had to, but I think they would might go with a guy with a little bit more speed. But to isn't him. he doing that now? Yeah, that's no, that's what I'm saying. March Lillard, Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas has been playing as the nickel, but he's been playing like the nickel Mike when he gets on the field, and they play March Lillard at the will, is what they do, in base. In in, well, when they do, yeah, in in base, in base, Joe Joe Thomas could play all three spots. Yeah, he could play all three spots, but I think that they would, I think that they would play, I think they would between again March Lillard. I think he would play. I like March Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, though, prevents Van Der Esch or Jalen from playing that spot consistently? I think it's – I think with – with to me, that's a that's a run-hit position. Yeah. That is a – you got – to me, you look at you look at where you have Jalen Smith right now. I mean, I think Jalen Smith is, is getting better instincts-wise, but I don't know if he has that right now, the currently the ability to play the position from the backside and then run it. I, I don't. I think that I think it's more. I think they need him to be more at the point of attack and fight that and get that way. Then they need him running on these plays. You know, now Vanderish. I haven't seen him play. He's talked about learning all three spots, but they haven't seen him play Will yet. He's so tall. Yeah. I mean, he he looks you like a, a middle to... linebacker in Marinelli's scheme. I, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what they're. Well, looking for. if you look at in, in history of Marinelli's of linebackers. Derek Brooks is the one of maybe the best ones he's ever had. Urlacher, of course, is a Hall of Fame guy, but yeah, I, it's it, to me. I I just don't see Van Der Esch being is is being that guy. Urlacher was a, was strictly a middle linebacker. Stri- strictly and, middle, and I yeah. think I think ultimately that's what Leighton Van Der Esch is going to be himself. Right. right. I think he's strictly. So now it's going to be okay. Who do you want to put in? Do you, at the will if something goes down? And you're right, Mickey. They very well might play Joe Thomas. I just think that. That Joe Thomas to me would probably be a better fit at Mike or on the strong side, and then you got and then you got March Lillard as a a little bit of a lighter guy that can run, get to the play, stuff like that. You keep him unblocked and let him run to the football, and that's that's why I think you go with a little bit smaller guy at that position. And uh, and Justin March Lillard is listed at six foot two twenty two. I saw watched him yeah. being interviewed just off to the side right. the other day. He looked like a little guy. Yeah. You know? Well, that's so. what that's what I'm saying. He's a guy that that if you want to put but, him in, and, and that's what I profile envision. in that weak side linebacker. Yeah, a you shorter, want, quicker guy, guy that can run. You right. don't want a exactly. guy that's big, tall that has to take time. And I they again, you guys brought up the point about Joe Thomas. He could play all three spots. But I would keep him. I would keep him primarily at the mic or at the Sam myself. I mean, yeah, that's but why Damian Wilson's at the mic. It's a Sam. I mean Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a lot going on there. I mean, yeah. I, I just haven't seen. I haven't seen them. You know, I, I, the the re- replacement used to be okay. Just take, you know, Anthony, Anthony Hitchens, Hitchens and play him over there. Right. Yeah. Right, well, right, Anthony right. Hitchens to me is very similar body type to what you see with March Lillard. That kind of a guy, maybe a little bit bigger. So then, have they uh, now? The, obviously, they drafted Vander Esch in the first round, but have they really replaced? the versatility that Anthony Hitchens had being able to play at that will. Maybe now maybe it's because of the March Lillard and Joe Thomas 
you're going to have at least you have options yeah. there now to say okay we don't have we, we don't have just one to, guy we've got two guys right that's that we why can, they yeah. had to have those guys right. here right you know because obviously um the track record is not good right. at that will i still think they've the got field. in their mind that maybe van der esch can play over there on will we just haven't seen it yeah. well and, and that's I don't the other think thing they being want a, to throw too rookie, much at yeah, they want him right? to be focused well, on one yeah he told us start a camp he's been working at both spots and i'm with you i haven't seen it but yeah. maybe maybe he's film it, it, study it, he's, mentally he's, yeah, he's thinking maybe he's repping for yeah, it yeah. you know I just I, I think he's a I think he's a perfect Mike linebacker. I really do. Okay, I don't, we we failed, and it was my fault. We failed uh, on Randy's in Kansas question about Dak making the progression. Have are you able to see in training camp this early in training camp the pro, making the progression that he needs to make over what you saw last regular season? I haven't seen anything I didn't like. Right. Yeah, I think if initially, I think initially he probably would be if he had something back that he he wasn't as good throwing the deep ball. And I think now that we're now eight nine practices into this thing, I do think you're seeing him throw the ball better down the field. I think he's getting accustomed to these receivers too. They they threw something at him the other day. I thought was pretty interesting throwing defense. That was the zone coverage down in the down in the red zone. Yeah, and it made him have to play patient football. It made him have to say, "Okay, I can't make that throw. I can't make that throw. I've got to make this throw." So, if you want to say something, he he talked about being more, you know, protecting the ball, being you know, being more patient with things. I think if you want to say something, he might have improved on not trying to force things. I think that's something that tells a lot. If they're going to drop. If they're going to sit there and drop seven or eight people back, and you're and you're going to try and force balls all day, you're going to be like Johnny Manziel last night in that oh, Montreal boy. Alouettes game. Dear Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what's going was to happen to. That's yeah. why that wa- that's was why bad? that's why four I wasn't four picks and a half, mm-hmm. Vicky. That's why I wasn't watching the gold jacket thing. Mm-hmm. Now I remember because yeah. I worked out actually last night. Yeah, sure, and I I was watching the train wreck on yeah. ESPN two. That, that's instead, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When you when you force the ball, you <laughs> Mike, Mike Sherman didn't get him like because he knows him. Did you know Jerry Glanville still coaches? For what team? No way. Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats, no, a defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's 76 years old. Did a nice job last night. Yeah. They, 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 they showed 50. him on the sideline. I said, that looks like Jerry Glanville. Yeah. And sure enough, it yeah. was Jerry Glanville. Right. I'd be He looked like he was man. 46. Did he, have on, did he have on the black duster while he was coaching the game? <laughs> I mean, the black long well, duster and the boots? You know, I'll, 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 okay. Somebody's going to say the same thing about Campbell you know when they see him in the sideline of Southern Cal. Yeah. I hate to say this, but I, I didn't – you didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> Let me say it for us. you. Well, it's good. He is. <laughs> it's good to know. Which, <laughs> he's glad you saw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which reminds me of a funny story. We were in Tampa. Uh, this is going back. Oh, remember that hot? Well, every game in September in Tampa is hot and humid and so forth. The game. Michael Irvin scored the touchdown to win the game. It was 1990 or 91 uh, at Tampa. It was. It was the, the hottest. 90. I mean, that locker room was so humid. Yeah. It was the smallest, cramped-up locker the old room. Sombrero. So humid. Yeah, the old sombrero there. But anyway, before the game, we're in the press box, and I think they call it the Abe Gibron press box or something. There's some tribute to Abe Gibron, and they were – uh, and they made an announcement. He was a terrible coach for them. They, 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 have, they made some announcement about Abe Gibron. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Orr, former reporter oh, at Channel 8 Channel Dallas, 8, yeah. was sitting next to me in the press box. And he says, 
God, I didn't know Abe Gibron was still alive. <laughs> and then we hear this voice from right behind us. Hi, I'm Abe Gibran. <laughs> 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 Abe Gibran. I had a flashback to that when I saw Jerry Glanville on the sideline. Jeez. If I remember now my history here for the Chicago Bears, George Allen got on the bad side of George Hallis for some reason, mm-hmm. and when they had to, when he was leaving. They named Abe Gibran the head coach, mm-hmm. and that's when George Allen left, I think. Well, George Allen started with the Rams. But he went to the Rams. Okay. He was with the Bears. Rams, Redskins, but he was with the Bears. Huh? Yeah. You guys are all over my head. Am I right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I know no, Jerry Glanville. Abe Gibran was at the Bears. He was a disaster. He was a disaster <laughs> in Tampa. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, yeah, I would say if he has a press box right, name, that'd be great. Just make sure, <laughs> just make sure he's not here. sitting behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he passed away in 1997. Oh, so. man. Uh, Abe Gibran was um, – Okay, he was with the he was offensive line coach with the Bears, yeah. sixty five to sixty nine. Uh, then defensive coordinator, defensive yeah. line oh, maybe coach, it was 70, defensive 71. head coach, seventy two to seventy four. Yeah, and then he became the Chicago Winds head coach. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then went to Tampa after that as a defensive coordinator from yeah. seventy six to eighty four. Okay, yeah. how quick can you look up George Allen? Well, but can I finish up my thing about Dak? Yeah, sure. I think Do I it. think the thing about with again, it's about patience yeah. with him. If if he's not trying to force passes, I think that's a, a that's a good thing because last year and Mickey was right about some of the stuff. He threw some good balls that got clanged up in the air, you know. But if you see him going through progressions, if you see him reading defenses, if you see him making the right decisions. That only bodes well, and I, I think we've seen that. But again, the only thing I really saw initially was the touch on the deep ball, but I think that's improved as we've gone along here in camp, and even with the guys having some probably a little bit some tired arms, yeah, I think he's throwing the ball pretty well. Very well, rarely do you see him throw a ball that you're like, oh, where was that going? Yeah, you know, I, we haven't finish? seen a lot of that. Where did he finish in the top ten? I think he was number six. Yeah, he was in the top ten. No, six. I said where though. I well, assumed well, he was. Well, well, he's in. That's good. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, what, nine or ten? No, I think he was six or seven yeah. in the top ten. I don't remember off the top in, in what category? DallasCowboys.com. We Best had the top, top of ten oh, oh, yeah, guys yeah, in yeah, camp yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Uh, George Allen, to answer your question, Mickey, he was a Bears assistant from 58 to 65. Then he was with the Rams for five years, 66 to 70, and then okay. to the Redskins from yeah. 71 to 77. I just remember there was something that went on between Allen and and he and Hellas sided House, with yeah. Gibran yeah. Uh, instead of Papa Bear George didn't make Allen. a lot of good decisions that time. Yeah, yeah, he was starting to lose it. All right, a couple of minutes left on Talking Cowboys here. As we'll, Let's spend the last couple of minutes previewing tomorrow's blue-white scrimmage, which you can watch here on DallasCowboys.com, TXA21, in Dallas-Fort Worth, 6 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock here. And uh, make sure if you're in sunny Southern California to head on over here to Oxnard and watch. You got They'll be on the field right over there where the grandstand is. Great opportunity to watch this team in action. It's fun for the whole family with a youth combine for the kids as well. What are y'all looking forward to in the uh, scrimmage tomorrow, scrimmage portion of practice tomorrow? Well, when they actually scrimmage, yeah, it'll be yeah. the blue period. And I just want to see what some of these young guys that we think we know actually play football. And, you know, you're going to start tackling. Yeah, I, I assume. Right. And, you know, we, we can see where what Armstrong's doing. Right. We can see what, you know, this 
Antoine Woods, whatever, you know, yeah. somebody knows his name now. You yeah. know, Crawford knows who he is. The sure. owner knows who he is. That's right. good. That's so that's number that, 64, that by out. the way. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of those guys, some of those backup tackles, you know, anybody got anything? Because yeah. it's still that position we're a little worried about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to have to play. Somebody's going to have to be backups there. We've made it through an entire show without mentioning the name Cam Fleming. Until yeah. just now. Yeah. But go ahead. I think that with Cam Fleming, again, he's a 50, been a 50-50 guy, a little bit better in practice the other day. So, yeah, we'll see how that all swings out with you those. You think guys. he plays with those guys? No, he's been in the blue period. He's been getting he's work. He's been in there, hasn't he? He's been he? getting work at left tackle in the blue period. Maybe they're trying to get him in a little bit better shape, a little bit better conditioning, maybe trying to accelerate the the, 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 the play knowledge and stuff. But, yeah, I, I'm always interested in offense and defensive lines. I'll throw the quarterbacks out there too. Which one of these quarterbacks tomorrow can maybe separate a little bit? Which one will which one when we do our show on Monday will we have a better taste in our mouth about the way and maybe that will launch one of these guys to play. And we're well. talking about Cooper Rush, oh, Mike Cooper, Wright, yeah. exactly. Dalton Sturm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Rob. That's right. The final word from Rob. I'm watching these tight ends. I want to continue to see Blake Jarwin's done a nice job in camp. Uh, up to this point, I think Jeff Swain's been solid. Who else can step up? And, you know, is there going to be more clarity to this job as we get closer to preseason game number one? All right. Should be fun on Sunday. Enjoy your weekend in the meantime. And we will see you live from the practice field for the Blue White. We're done already? On Sunday, 6 o'clock Some Central of us time. worked a full day. Mickey, yeah. go back to bed. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!